This episode of Spawned is brought to you by Bitsbox, an engaging monthly subscription for kids that helps teach them how to code in a super fun way. Visit bitsbox.com slash coolmom and save 15% on any Bitsbox subscription with code coolmom. Hello and welcome to Spawned, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey, I'm Kristen Chase. And I'm Liz Gumbiner, and we're the co-founders of CoolMomPicks.com. On today's episode of Spawned, we are going to talk about how to survive Thanksgiving. I need to survive day-to-day lately, <laughs> Kristen, honestly. I know. But um, I know with Thanksgiving coming up, a lot of people are particularly stressed out about divided families and dealing with like crazy racist uncles <laughs> and uh, yes. a lot of chatter on social media. So maybe we can help. I hope so. And then, of course, as always, we will close out our show with our cool picks of the week. So, you know, Liz, I have to say, I think this is going to be the shortest show ever because booze, right? Isn't that it? (laughs) (laughs) Not like booing, booze, like alcohol. Alcohol. That's how you survive Thanksgiving. Yes. And scene. And we're done. That is one way, but not everyone has that option. That's true. That That is true. There are probably some other options, although, yeah, I would say having some real good wine for those of you who drink (laughs) will be essential this time of year and especially Thanksgiving. What do you usually do on Thanksgiving? Besides, yeah, I know you were with my family last year, which was really fun. I was. Yeah, you know, Thanksgiving, I think when you're divorced can be very tricky because we rotate the kids. So I get them one year, he gets them another year. Yes. So last year I didn't have my kids, but I had the great pleasure of spending my Thanksgiving with your family. Which was so fun. Yeah, which is awesome. And they fell in love with your boyfriend when they realized he's from the same small town outside Philadelphia that my family is from that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. <laughs> so and you I, are family. <laughs> it was fun to play with all the kids. You know, I think holidays when you're not with your children, for those of you who are always with your children and don't have that experience, it's very hard. It's a little depressing for me, at least. Yes. And I'm sure that there are a lot of parents, single parents that can relate to that. So, Well, that's me. I mean, I am not with my kids this year. Yes. And um, their father has some challenging work stuff. So I kind of never know when they're going to be able to be with him on a holiday. But this year, he is going to be with them. And so both my boyfriend and I are not with our kids this year, which is super depressing. And I wish that you and I were on the same schedule so we can have everybody together. I know. We need to figure that out. But, you know, when I am with my kids, we aren't huge Thanksgiving celebrators. And one of the things, Liz, you'll probably get a kick out of this as you have kids that are picky eaters. My kids aren't super picky eaters. But, you know, it's like I'm not sure why every year I used to go through making like a turkey and mashed potatoes and all this stuff, especially when my kids are little, when literally we would sit down and they'd be like, I don't like this. I don't like turkey. (laughs) You know, my mom said the same thing like years ago. She decided, you know what? Screw this. I'm not making turkey anymore. No one likes it. I'm making chicken. And for years when the kids were little, we would have chicken. That's great. I mean, <laughs> yeah. why does it have to be turkey? Let the turkeys live. It's dry. No one really <laughs> likes it that much. We'd rather it's got all the tryptophan. And then so our Thanksgiving when I'm with my mom, it's really fun. It's usually like a big crazy meal. It's lots of kinds of stuffing. I could just eat stuffing and pie, frankly, and be I, totally fine. You know, 
our friend Alicia Ibarbo from the Today Show. Mm-hmm. Last year, she did a sides giving. <laughs> and basically, <gasps> all the aid were sides. I love that. Well, look, you know what? I think this leads us into the first tip for surviving Thanksgiving, which is like, make the foods you love. There's nothing like an excuse to eat all your favorite comfort foods <laughs> like Thanksgiving, right? It is the season to stuff your face. Have mac and cheese, <laughs> have stuffing, have Brussels sprouts, like oh, whatever it is. Stop. I agree. Come on, the Brussels sprouts. Wait, no, I was not being facetious. My boyfriend's comfort food is Brussels sprouts. That was like a big thing with his family okay, growing up. Okay, that's a humble brag. So, Let's just put that out there. No. Oh, please. <laughs> Do you know how much Halloween candy wrappers are like all over our floor still right now? <laughs> so you're making up. I see what you're doing. You're trying to balance the scales. That's all right. I get it. I mean, look, Brussels sprouts with bacon these days, right? I mean, it's not like it's Brussels sprouts steamed. We're talking like bacon and gosh, they do so many good things to them these days. Like deep fry them in lard. I mean, I don't care however you eat them. But no, no, no. That was It really wasn't even a brag. It was just a, a shout out to him because he has an unusual <laughs> comfort food as far as I'm Lies. concerned. Lies. I know, right? Brussels I'm like, sprouts. come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I would say like throw yourself into food. I'm going to be cooking. We're doing... Okay, I don't want to call it like the depressing Thanksgiving because I'm going to be with my dad and my stepmother this year. And, um, you know, they've had a tough past year with my dad's accident. Yeah, it's been rough. So sure. he is able to actually get out, which is Yay. so great. So we're going to a restaurant. We're doing like the New Yorker's Thanksgiving. We're going to a steakhouse. That is fantastic. <laughs> I love it. You know what? You got to make it your own. You really do. I think that's one of the things. And you know what, Liz? Actually, I found a couple articles. One of them is in Popular Science and one of them is actually in WebMD. There's actually actually an entry Mm -hmm. about holiday stress on WebMD. Yes, it's a real thing. And it says one of the reasons why people get so stressed out is they have these really high expectations. And I think if you're Mm -hmm. like, you know what, it's just a time to be together. It doesn't have to be a turkey. It can totally be in a steakhouse (laughs) and you don't have to do the dishes. That's awesome. Make it your own. I think so, too. I honestly have always loved Thanksgiving. It's always been my favorite holiday. Maybe partly because I don't do all the cooking. <laughs> so I don't what? have that stress. Of Come on. People. I know. Me? What? That's crazy. <laughs> but I love that it's a holiday at its best. And, you know, we can talk about its history and all but But, you know, at this point in our history, it's really about family and coming together. It's not about gifts. It's about food and hanging out, hopefully with people you love and gratitude. And I think that is the best kind of a holiday. And I'm actually kind of hoping that it picks me up a little bit this year instead of taking me down. But I know a lot of my friends, some of our listeners are not in the same position. And like you are talking about, it's it's very stressful to think about having to meet with people that maybe you don't get along with or you don't get along with politically, especially right now. I think there's going to be a lot of arguments around the turkey this year. Well, and that leads into one of our tips, actually, is just don't talk about current events. You notice how I say that so laissez-faire? Just don't talk about yeah. current events, Liz. That's all you have well, you to know, do. In my family, basically, all we talk about is, like, religion and politics. So, oh, God. <laughs> like, all the things that are no's, if you come to our house and can discuss these things with great passion, you are welcome. I think this year it's uh, tough for a lot of people, so I'm with you. I think if you know that that is going to be a point of contention at your Thanksgiving table, I would say don't poke the beast. Yeah, don't poke the beast. <laughs> if you're having a big Thanksgiving, you send out invitations. I'm wondering if some people will actually say something on the invitation. To be honest with you, I might even do that. That is a great idea. Like, Kristen's totally political-free Thanksgiving food yeah, fest. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what? I love that. That was actually really creative, because I was just going to say there will be no discussions of politics in this house, but you were very creative about it. <laughs> just name it. Name it. <laughs> yeah. The politic-free Thanksgiving binge fest. 
just eat and eat and eat. And hopefully you could just keep food in people's mouths if they start talking about the wrong thing. Now, let me ask you this, because both of these articles that I'm looking at, and I've heard this before, Mm -hmm. that, you know, toxic relatives, people that have extremely different views than you. I don't want to say that everyone that has different views is toxic, but, you know, they're using that term toxic people. Yeah. One of their recommendations is to just bow out and to actually not attend an event for your own self-preservation. Now, what do you think about that? I agree with that. Look, with anything, you always have to weigh the pros and cons and the trade-offs, right? If you feel like, for whatever reason, your mental health is going to be compromised by going to your crazy racist great aunt's Thanksgiving this year, (laughs) don't go. That's going to be the next movie coming out on the Hallmark Channel. (laughs) (laughs) My big, fat, crazy racist great aunt's Thanksgiving. They'll be like, Where? that sounds so familiar. Is that a spinoff of something? Right, that's because I was just there like three years ago. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I would say that's possible. And honestly, there was something I was invited to recently that normally I would have jumped at and I didn't go in part for that reason. It wasn't a family event. It was a reunion of sorts. And I just decided, ah. I don't know. I don't like all the people there. I don't need to put myself through it. And you know me. I'm like super nostalgic. I like go to every reunion. Yeah, I'm not at all because I don't really have any reunions. I like reunions. But I think I like the idea. Like, remember you put your bossy panties on <laughs> instead of your bossy pants? Yeah, your bossy, put your bossy panties on and say, nope, sorry, I can't go. And you know what? There's an interesting thing I'm reading, and it's saying that you're less able to deal with all the crazy people because your defenses are lowered. It's cold and flu season. Your immune system isn't as great at this time of year. Wow. Yes. Okay, so there actually are are like real physiological reasons that things might be difficult. <laughs> what you mean other than your aunt being a crazy racist? <laughs> I feel like that's physiological. I think that makes sense. <laughs> and you know what? We recently did an episode on self-care and taking care of yourself, especially during, you know, crazy election season. Yes. I think that's really important stuff right now. And to your point, if it means avoiding the night and changing the tradition up or doing something else or just having a Friendsgiving. I then Friendsgiving. Yeah, I, I do too. That's like a big New York City thing. Like I remember in my 20s, there were a lot of Friendsgivings because so many people had moved away from their families. They came to New York for work after college. They didn't necessarily have money to fly back home. There were a lot of years where a lot of friends were invited to Thanksgiving dinners. And I think that's nice, too. Like, if you have to be around people that are just loving and supportive, then do what you got to (laughs) do. Now, can I add a tip in here? Because I know we kind of thought these out a little bit. But I think a big one, and it's not just for Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. but I think families tend to do this is to overdo it. We tend to overdo it. And we're like, we can go here. We can see this family and then see this family. We can, you know, have dinner here and then we'll go have dessert over here. And a big one is just don't overdo it, especially this year. Like this year, don't overdo it. I think that's a really good point. And I would add to that, it's kind of biting off more than you can chew, right? And that's not just... Right. (laughs) And I don't mean Brussels sprouts. And I don't mean the turkey. (laughs) (laughs) But if you think about Thanksgiving weekend, which is supposed to be so nice and relaxing and the kids get four days off, like Wednesday, number one worst travel day of the year in the entire United States. I think the second worst is the Sunday coming back. So if you can avoid traveling that day, if you pull your kids out of school a day early so that you can drive somewhere Tuesday instead of Wednesday, if you come back Saturday night instead of Sunday morning, and that takes away like four hours of stressful road rage (laughs) from your life, then I I think that's good too. So it's not just how many invitations you're accepting or how many meals you plan to make. I think also it's just really looking at the reality of your schedule and figuring out how to make it work for 
you so that you do eliminate those stress points. And knowing your limits, right? Yeah. Like knowing your limits. Yeah. The truth is, if you haven't been able to survive with, you know, crazy Aunt Judy, poor Aunt Judy, I am sorry right now to all the Aunt Judys because apparently that's the name I'm using today. <laughs> so I don't have one, but I, but I, I'm sure there are lots of nice Aunt Judys out there. Yes. We're thinking of you, nice Aunt Judys. But, you know, if it's been bad every year, guess what? It ain't going to change this year for the most part. I hate to break it to you, <laughs> but this isn't going to be the year where all of a sudden she had an epiphany and is suddenly not annoying or terrible or whatever. And I know it sounds a little cynical, but it's, it's not. not. It's honest. It and I think sometimes, like women in particular, we put ourselves into these awful situations because we want to just think the best and hope the best from people. You know, like we've talked about before, if you take care of yourself and put yourself first, I think sometimes that's about just being honest. Kristen, you and I have talked about this too, that sometimes your family is the people you were born to and sometimes it's the people you've picked up along the way through your life. Yes. And if the people you need to give you comfort and warmth and hugs and warm kisses and <laughs> lots of pie are not blood relatives, then I think it's okay to acknowledge that. And hopefully you'll come together again soon after. Yes. 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 <laughs> There's my glass half full of booze. I love that. I love it. I mean, I think if you know what you're getting into before you get into it, that's the best thing you can do for yourself, mm -hmm. right? It's like, you know what's going to happen before you get there. I have a problem of thinking about how it should be. Right. You know, I'm like, we should all be happy to be together and we should be getting along and my brother should be there and whatever, whoever should be here, but they're not. And we get so caught up. You feel disappointed. Yes. When that doesn't happen. Exactly. So eliminate <laughs> opportunities for disappointment. Well, I'm going to throw in another tip. Okay. Like I said before, one of my greatest joys about Thanksgiving is that it's about gratitude. And I think if you can bring that front and center into your celebration, whatever that celebration is to you, I think that really helps make it more special. Like it's not necessarily about the pie or the family or the turkey or the chicken or the tortellini or whatever you're eating. <laughs> like I think it's gratitude for what we have. And I think it helps put things in a positive light. It kind of reconnects me to what's good in the world. And I will be honest, I have been super depressed since the election. As anyone who knows me will not be surprised. You know, I've had to be reminded a few times of like the things that are good and looking for the helpers and finding good people in the world who are doing great things and helping other people. And so I want to find a way to bring that into my Thanksgiving this year so that I can look at the things that I need to honor and feel good about and feel positive about and feel grateful for so that I don't spiral down into making it about something more negative. Well, I think that's fantastic. I mean, that's smart. I mean, I think we all at some level really it's need survival, to survival, it. Kristen. It is. That's what I'm saying. Like I was literally just about to say. This is how we <laughs> need to survive. And so many of the things that we have talked about are like, don't do this, don't do this. And so I love that we're now kind of flipping it and we're saying these are things you should do. Yes. You know, be grateful. Let me throw out a tip. This is kind of cool. You know, Avery, the people that make the labels. Yes. They sent me this little press kit, which I thought this was really cute. They took a mason jar and they wrapped it with a cute ribbon and they just printed a label that says gratitude and stamped it on the front of the mason jar. And there's just little gratitude cards inside. We should put this up on our site, but it's so easy to make yourself and it's just a gratitude jar. And it's actually something my kids and I had done on New Year's in the past to write about things we're hopeful for, we want to work on for the no, new year. I love that. But I love the idea of having everybody write something and put it into a gratitude jar of some kind. And you can read them or you can just keep it there like a time capsule 
capsule and open it up when the time feels better. No, well, you know what? It's so perfect for this time of year, too, because we're going from Thanksgiving into the season of excess and shopping and Christmas and Hanukkah and all that stuff. Well, let's be honest. It goes back to September when we started eating Halloween candy, right? Oh, God. <laughs> so the excess has been a long time coming. It's really good for our kids to think about what they're thankful for because sometimes I feel like, especially during this season, my kids, and I love them, I don't feel like they're spoiled. I feel like they have their heads on straight and they know what's going on. But you oh, know what? you have great kids. We're very fortunate. We have a lot of things. And I think especially during this time of year, it's really hard to get some perspective. And so I love that idea just to give my kids some perspective about all the things that they do have. I think that's great. And you know what? I need it too because I'm like you. I've been having a hard time. I'm feeling overwhelmed by a lot of things that are going on, you know, personally and all the crap publicly. And I feel like to be able to just say, you know what, I'm really thankful that I have my health today. Like, I feel so lucky that I have it. It just changes your outlook. And I honestly feel like it's pervasive. Don't you think? Like, I do. Once you're able to be thankful, it rubs off on your kids. It rubs off on the people around them. And suddenly you're surrounded by such a different kind of emotion. And we all need that right now. I really do believe that you get back what you put out into the world. And it doesn't mean you can't be sad or have hard times. But when you can really channel kind of the best of yourself and put it out there, I really think it comes back. You know, my boyfriend brought this great tradition to our family, especially when we have all four of our girls together. At the end of every meal, we go around the table and everybody says one good thing about their day, one thing they didn't like about their day, because it's okay to talk about that too, and then one thing they are thankful for. So it doesn't just have to be on Thanksgiving. And you know, it's really cute. His youngest, when she was like five, she used to say, my good thing is I'm happy for ponies. And my bad thing was I didn't like that show we watched today. And my thankful for is... My thankful for. So now we all call it my thankful for. Aww. So we do a my thankful for around the table after dinner. And so, hey, if you are feeling the need for some more gratitude in your life, like bring this into your life daily. You don't have to wait for a special occasion for it. It really helps. It's a nice tradition. All right. So now you have a tip that I love because, of course, you came up with this because you're the data nerd. Although I I am kind of like a super secret data nerd too. <laughs> but you have this idea of actually researching and looking for the tradition of Thanksgiving and everything that surrounds it from a Native perspective. I think it's really important. I mean, look, we all know that history is written by the victors. And so without going super political right now, because I know we're kind of trying to avoid that, <laughs> we have a really helpful post that I put together last year on Cool Mom Picks, and we'll link it on our site. It's seven things. Thanksgiving books for kids written from the Native perspective. There's some good stuff in here. Yeah, I need to take a look at that list. Look, we all grew up buying into the whole, like, kumbaya story about the Natives and the Pilgrims, and we made Indian headdresses for Thanksgiving crafts and feathers, and we all got along. And, <laughs> God. I know, right? It sounds so crazy well, now, I right? know, but no, when you say it like that, you realize how freaking ridiculous it is. But also how far we've come in, like, our understanding and trying to be more realistic about history. And it's not that it hasn't become a really wonderful holiday, but you know, there are a lot of Native people that think of it as a, a massacre day. So again, history written by the victors. In any case, for a more positive spin, check out this post. There's some really good books here. One of my favorites, it's called Giving Thanks, a Native American Good Morning Message by Chief Jake Swamp. And it's told from the perspective of a contemporary Mohawk chief. The illustrations are beautiful. It's been around like 20 years. So people may have seen it or your kids have may even seen it in school. But it's really about Native beliefs through the words of the Iroquois people. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of grounded in themes of love and gratitude and spirituality and animals and earth. It's lovely. And so I want that to be our new Thanksgiving tradition too, is to maybe read a book out loud 
Loud that offers another perspective and enlightens us all. I think it's a perfect opportunity to do it. And we'll definitely put that link up on our Cool Mom Picks podcast page. Well, this last one is my favorite, <laughs> yes. I think. You know, not that I want to say that leaving a party and hiding is not my favorite. (laughs) But this is like, you know, close runner up is really focusing also on togetherness and getting activities and games and things that you can do together to be prepared. And I know that's football for a lot of families. It's like tuning out the world and watching football. And if that's it, and you can all bond over that great in our family, it's like two of the dudes that go in the other room and everybody else ignores them. (laughs) But what are some of your ideas for what to do about togetherness? You know, I'm always a craft person, so I love when we on Cool Mom Picks feature a lot of the printable coloring pages and drawing pages. I think that's great, especially if you've got a lot of kids. Yeah. I'm a game person. Don't get me wrong. But if you have kids that you know like are super competitive or there's a lot of ages, sometimes just like bring in the craft. Get some like pom-poms and glitter glue and like pipe cleaners. I still call them pipe cleaners. Things that you don't usually have. Kids will go nuts. I agree. Just don't make Indian headdresses, please. Yes. Please don't do that. <laughs> But you know what? Decorate feathers, like cut out feathers and have them make their own. Or there's a lot of leaf crafts. Ooh, we did a cool post about tons of cool fall crafts with like leaves and pine cones. Yeah, send them outside. Send the children outside. (laughs) Go. Get out while we stay here and eat all of the pie in advance. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, those are my things. I like crafts. I like getting kids outside. But I'm also, you know, like I'm a game person. I'll play Scattergories. I'll play Pictionary. I'll play all the classics. I don't care. I'm glad you brought that up because that is going to be a good sug into our cool pick of the week because I have a great game for you, Kristen. And I have a great game for you, Liz. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, listen, if people have survival tips and tricks, we would love to hear them. I know we have our own that help us get through, but I'm sure you've got yours. Everyone has their own stressors and ways to deal with them. And we'd love to know what your traditions are. If you have something your family does that's really fabulous, please email us at spawned at coolmompicks.com or you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Cool Mom Picks. Use the hashtag Spawned Show. And I would love to hear them and share our favorites because it's always great to discover other family traditions that maybe you could adopt as your own. All right. Well, we'll be back with our Cool Picks of the Week after this. So, Kristen, it's nice to have BitsBox back as a sponsor this week. Yes, the holidays are nearing, Liz, and everyone is scrambling for awesome ideas, and this is definitely one of them. I know. You've been talking about it. You're like their new biggest fan. So tell us about it. Well, it's a subscription box and website that actually teaches kids how to code. And there's three different options. that You can just get a digital version. You can get just the coding cards. Or what I love is actually the deluxe box because what it has— It's Christmas. Go for the deluxe box. Oh, you have to. It's full of all sorts of really cool activities and games that kids can play that all relate back to their main objective, which is teaching kids how to actually create apps using a form of JavaScript, Liz. Can you believe that? I think that's cool. I actually would feel less guilty about letting my kids play on apps if I knew they built them themselves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a really easy way to rationalize it, right? And so it's good for kids about six to 10 years old. And really, a subscription is just a super cool gifty idea, especially for those kids that you feel have everything or every toy known to man. We all know kids like that. Plus, the digital subscription, really smart for those of you who have relatives, nieces, nephews overseas because it's just digital. You can ship it anywhere. Yeah, and our listeners can save 15% off of any BitsBox subscription with promo code COOLMOM. So head over to the website bitsboxbox.com slash coolmom and score an awesome holiday gift for the kids in your life. 
Well, now it's time for... Cool Picks of the Week! Cool Picks of the Week! That may have been the most natural, awesome segue we ever had in 59 episodes <laughs> going into Cool Picks of the Week. Yes, and you know what? I don't know what you're going to pick, but I think I know what you're going to pick, and you might know what I'm going to pick. Oh, this I love surprises. Wow. Okay, yes. yeah. So this week, I wrote up this fantastic card game that is my new favorite thing. So you know Cards Against Humanity, Kristen? Yeah, you know what? I've never actually played it, but I know. Okay, but you know kind of what it I is. Do. It's like apples to apples, like that game where you're kind of pairing two things together, but it's really, um, let's say you wouldn't play it with Aunt Judy in the room. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we would. <laughs> and Cards Against Humanity is so big, so of course it's only a matter of time before someone created like a G-rated version of it. Oh. And they did. It's called Not Parent Approved, uh-huh. and it is a really funny awesome card game. I had all my nieces and my brother and my sister-in-law over this weekend. It was so great for a big group. I'd say about kids maybe eight and up can play it. I would have kids who are younger maybe like be on your quote team and work with you. But it's kind of like, you remember the old match game? Like that game show, yeah, Charles Nelson Riley. Totally. I absolutely do because I'm old. So, so the question would be like, I popped a zit and blank came out of it. <laughs> and then you have to look through your cards and figure out, well, what's the best one? Oh. And you might have like the tooth fairy Taylor Swift, vampire bunnies, gymnastics leotards that ride up your butt. <laughs> like, and they're a lot of booger and fart and, you know, poop jokes. So you got to be okay with that. But it's so funny. And it doesn't even matter who wins, which is why I like this kind of a game. You just pretty much laugh and laugh and laugh for an hour. Oh, that's the best. So it's called Not Parent Approved. It's a small indie game maker. So I'm happy to support them. You can find it on Amazon or we've got information on our site. And I hope a lot of people pick it up for the holidays because it may be the laughter you need. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like it. Well, I don't know how many laughs people will be getting out of this game, but it is really fun. And it's called Clask. K-L-A-S as in Sam K. I know nothing of this game. Yeah, yeah. Your girls would love it. Yeah? I mean, I love playing it. It's what super it? fun. It's a two-person game, and it's sort of like air hockey, but using magnets in a much smaller scale. So you can put it on a tabletop. Ooh. You can pop it on the floor. Yeah, you can actually travel with it, too. I mean, I wouldn't play it in the car, but it's something that you could take with you to play if you're going to someone else's house for Thanksgiving. So it's physical, like knock hockey kind of thing? Yeah, a little bit. You have a magnet that you're moving around, controlling it underneath the table and you're trying to knock a ball into someone else's little goal area and there's some strategy because there's uh, magnets on the top of the table that you can use and there are different ways to do something called a clask they got really creative (laughs) that's really cool so do you guys play like you have a big family do you kind of play round robin yeah we play round robin winner plays the next person yeah and it's only six points to win so it goes pretty quickly and then we just do who plays winner who's playing the winner and you know what my six-year-old can play it i play it It is a great multi-age game. It's really fun, and it doesn't take a ton of skill. So it's not like you're playing. So you can play with littler kids. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That sounds fun for Thanksgiving. Yeah, and you know what? Thanks to Target for sending it to me because I had never heard of it. And my kids kind of looked at it like, what is this? And now they can stop (laughs) playing it. So So they have it at Target. They have it at Target. I think it's around 40 bucks. It is most definitely worth it. Get it. Cool. Wow, we both had game picks today. I like that. Clearly, we are in the need for some fun competition and good humor this week. So I hope all of our listeners benefit from this too. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Spawned. Our sound engineer is John Bowen and he is awesome. And you know what, Liz? I have to read, I don't know if you saw this lovely tweet from Barbara at I Love Ears. (laughs) 
just, I have to see why that is. Why is that her thing? Oh, she's an audiologist. So that makes sense. Oh, That's okay. Why she loves I, ears. I like Barbara just because she's, I love ears. She said, I can't imagine getting through the day and folding the darn laundry without the advice, humor, and camaraderie from Liz and Kristen on Aww. Spawn Show. So thank That's you. That's so nice. And I'm sorry that we didn't have an episode last week and that you had to go two weeks without laundry. <laughs> <laughs> We apologize to you specifically, Barb, for that. But that's really nice. Thank you. And hey, to the rest of you, we really do love hearing from you. So send us a tweet, send us an email, carrier pigeon, whatever you've got. We'd love to hear from you. And please leave us a review on iTunes and make sure to subscribe and download our episodes. Thanks so much for listening to Spawn. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.